0: for sure for sure
1: for sure 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 Welcome to another episode of For Sure, a two hundred foot podcast. I'm Peter. It is I, Jay. All right, Jay. So we have a, we have a really exciting uh, episode today. It's it's a, a bit of a different format. Um, we have two uh, we have two guests today instead of just the typical one. Um, we have uh, Megan Hall and Hannah Burry, who are the uh, creators and co hosts of the Balls and Six podcast, uh, which is a really great podcast that you can listen to. It's at ballsandsix.com. Um with, with an N, I'm sorry. Uh, balls in sticks pod. That's on Twitter. It's very it's very important. Exactly, yes. You yes. Do not just leave the N out. Exactly. This is not
2: no, Balls and Sticks is some guy who tweets about golf once a year. Oh, okay. So. Actually, I was going <laughs> to say that, that
1: sentence ended a lot differently than I thought it was going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so first, actually, the, the first person you heard was Megan. right? Uh, we'll do this at the end, too, but you can find her at Megan M. Hall. So, Megan, how are you today?
2: I am great. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I've, I've definitely been looking forward to this since we met at... Uh, the uh the bane of james jay's existence the the (laughs) rochester conference where um every time i talk about it i can kind of feel his eyes burning into me from (laughs) from thousands from hundreds of miles away um but anyway yeah we could talk about that a little bit but first uh let's also introduce hannah burry uh so hannah is at h-b-u-r-r-y 92 on twitter uh hannah how are you today
3: well, I'm just still bitter I didn't go to Ritzack. so thanks for bringing it up.
1: <laughs> well, there you go, sir. Wait, so,
3: wait. Yep. Uh,
0: Someone else hasn't gone? I know. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, to, to, to quote the Detective Pikachu trailer, I've been so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: clearly we've already
2: established the factions for this podcast. Okay, exactly. <laughs>
1: All right. The, the lines have been drawn, right. Peter. <laughs> Exactly. So um, because because we have two guests, uh, we figured that it would be a, a better idea instead of doing our traditional um, Jay and I ramble for a while, then we have a guest, then we ramble a little bit more uh, we, a format. We figured that it would make sense to just basically do the whole podcast with our guests. And plus, they have a podcast where they talk about the NHL. So it's a, it's a perfect fit. Um, so we're going to do like a bit of a, like the interview type Part in the beginning, so our listeners can get a you know get an idea of uh, you know the background of these two ladies and their podcast. But um, after that, we're going to talk about the uh, you know latest news in the NHL. Um, so uh, let's see. So Megan, like I said, uh, I met you at the Rochester conference, and you know on your podcast, you you definitely do a lot with uh, analytics. Um, so how do you how do you feel about trying to use things like that, like advanced stats, um, but then trying to make it to appeal to as large an audience as possible. Cause that's always, that's always an issue. So how do you, how do you try to balance that?
2: That's a great question on our podcast. At least we kind of try to hit it from both angles, like more of, you know, your traditional angle, just the two of us talking about hockey. And we also try to do analytics. We tend to have a We have a segment that's changed names a couple of times. I think right now it's currently called numbers and stuff Mm. where we talk, you know, about some interesting stat or something. And we try to have somewhat of like a teaching thing. Like I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about expected goals, kind of how that has developed as a concept and how people use it when they're, you know, evaluating teams and players. But we just try to do both. Really, Um, we're definitely analytically minded, but that's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call us like an analytically based podcast. Even we don't go quite that far, but we do have a lot of fun because it's just growing in the game of hockey. I mean, you still have people who use plus minus all the time, sure, but <laughs> I think it's growing at least, and so we're just trying to represent that as we talk about hockey.
0: That's good. I don't. I, I was. I was trying to figure out when. When you were saying how. See, this is what's true, because I feel like every time someone brings up analytics, it's like for some reason the hockey men in the room, like their ears like go <laughs> go their ears go up like a dog when they hear like the dog whistle or uh, or Jesse's falling down a well, right? Where they're like, Oh, somebody's talking about analytics. I have to I have to defend the gut. You know, my yeah. gut, my hockey gut. So uh I'm really glad that you guys are at the forefront of of fighting to at least at least introduce it too, because don't get me wrong. Yes, we are all going to raise our hands and say that analytics are important, but they are also inherently hard to digest. So I, yeah. I, think, it's, I think it's very nice that we can find different avenues in which to spoon-fed it to people, i.e. the, the intellectuals, here comes the spaceship, open the pod bay doors of of introducing people to... Analytics. Yeah, um, and I,
2: th- I think we make a really good combo because I'm I'm kind of a strange case in that I kind of came into hockey, like, analytics first, which is weird. Um, and Hannah was more the opposite. So, like, I tend to be the one on our podcast who's just more analytically focused because that's more of my strength and my interest. But, like, I trust Hannah's eye test, like, way more than mine. So I think we make a really good combo on our
3: podcast. We've said that if you put us together, we would make a really good scout.
0: We would. Ooh, Peter, I, 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 that's, you know, I was thinking because when you were like, Hey, this is, this is a new format. I was like, we really should have hyped this as more of like the crossover of like, like what a full house and, um, like family matters crossover, you know, (laughs) like this, this is the big episode where like every, everything's led to this point. So now it's, now we have to figure out how to get, uh, Hannah and Megan into a large enough trench coat. So it'd be like Urkel
1: and DJ go on a blind date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind uh, of, of, of I kind of said that, that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
0: we can have our separate episode about the uh, sitcom crossovers that 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 could and should have been, but but so... Fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, this is. Pete. Invariably, we start talking about <laughs> hockey, and then we end up talking about TV shows. This happened with Kate Freeze. This happened with, <laughs> Happening with so many other people, it's like, like we just connect on, on every level. Um, I actually had a question for Hannah. Hey, so what did you do while these losers were at Ritzack?
3: So I was stuck at work. Um, we had a big fundraiser that I worked like twelve hours for, and Meg gave me updates the whole time, and it was very rude because I was stuck working.
0: <laughs> you are not going to believe this, but I am the exact same. I was also stuck at work, and here's Peter texting me photos of him hanging out with Watkins at a bar, uh, I assume uh, that b- b- before the place got completely turned over. So, well, I'm glad that I found a kindred spirit in this case. So I, I guess the-, the actual real question I have is, is it something that you, like, and I guess this is something maybe I'm asking because I guess I'm interested too. Um, what kind of, um, do you want to learn more about it or do you th- do you think, that the our absence from this conference almost makes us like objective judges like we can decide how just how important it is so that maybe it stops being lorded over us like oh you guys go to Ritzack all the time but maybe like by by experience it it, in bits it's kind of like an a la carte thing where it's like okay so while this may not be my biggest interest I at least I'm getting something out of not being there.
3: I like to think numbers and stuff is my own little mini red sack, mostly because (laughs) that segment started because I am much more analytically minded when it comes to baseball statistics and analytics. Like I understand those more for some reason. And so Meg teaches me as she teaches our listeners about this stuff. I'll be like, okay, so this week you're going to teach me and I guess the listeners about shop share.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's almost like this. uh, It's a, Oh gosh, it's like that uh, community college class. That uh, it's like, hey, you can show up if you want, but this is actually just this is between me and me and Megan. Like, <laughs> Pretty it's, like, much, this is our thing. You can come and watch. It's like a like a like an operation theater. You guys can sit up there and drop uh, thin mints into an open cadaver. Just like <laughs> but um, no, that, no, that's great. I, and I, actually, that's the. Sometimes I feel like that's a, a dynamic that Pete and I kind of exploit sometimes, and. Uh, there are a lot of things that I will admittedly say that I'm rusty or not versed in. And I think that's a perspective that kind of gets brushed aside too often when you try to have, I guess, a casual conversation, or at least a starting conversation about analytic stuff, because there's this whole like, Oh, well, you don't know about it. So like, how really deep can we go into it where it's like, well, maybe if uh, you let me learn about it or maybe if you give me like this working knowledge, I can then start to use those tools on my own to start to, you know, kind of connect the dots. So I, again, I, I like how the early part of this is just saying you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> this interview section is just talk about how Me- Megan and Hannah are just, just doing a great job.
2: We love being <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast.
1: <He does. laughs>
0: this is great. <laughs> Pete, Pete, we are now the, uh, what's, what's his face? The, the affirmations. with oh, Stuart yeah. Smalley. That's what our podcast is. <laughs> you guys are good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it. People
1: like you. <laughs> okay. So, um, so this is a question for both of you. Cause I know when, when Jay and I started doing this, one of the, one of the challenges is if you're going to have a podcast where you talk about the entire league and not just the teams that you follow, then that can be difficult. It can be very difficult and time consuming. Um, so how have you found, uh, the best way, uh, for the two of you to, um, you know, to keep up to date on the league so that when you sit down to record an episode that you feel like you are prepared and ready to go?
3: you mean you guys don't watch every game? (laughs) Am I doing it wrong? Am I doing it wrong when I pick a period of each game that's on to watch? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, we do. We definitely watch a lot. And even if we're not,
2: a lot of times we'll, not even on purpose, like we'll just split up games. Like she'll be watching one game and I'm watching another and we're just like texting each other things that are happening. So we like stay in pretty close contact. We kind of started the podcast because we were just like texting each other incessantly and we are like we could just you know talk about this to more people but it hasn't really slowed our texting pace down any which is unfortunate it may have increased probably that. increased it, <laughs> yeah. so i mean we just you know we just keep up with a lot we read a lot we we do watch a lot and i think we just stay in stay in good contact and manage and we try we haven't been doing such a great job lately but we try to some usually like have a theme when we're talking because like you said it can get overwhelming if you're like we're going to talk about the whole league so i think like once we talked about teams that were like trending up and teams that were trending down and so we generally try to find some kind of theme but i don't know we can pretty much just talk about anything i mean we still did podcasts in like august so we could ramble about hockey for an hour in august it turns out yeah
3: yeah we, yeah, we I think our longest too. episodes were in the summer.
2: Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's bad.
3: No. <laughs> I think if you also listen to our podcast, you'll find that we have like favorite teams that aren't our team loyalties. So we almost always talk about Vancouver just because I love Brock Besser. And so I will always find a way to bring him into the conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually very that's actually very smart. I know I know myself I've tried to work in some really random uh Guy Hebert or um, uh, what was the other oh uh, just paul korea anything <laughs> i just uh, it, you just find it, it's those those n- low, like really niche uh, like in stuck in your like splinter mind references oh, yeah. where you're like yo you know that guy. Uh, that guy has a kind of a sharp nose, kind of like <laughs> Paul Korea. So let me talk about my favorite Paul Korea story. Yeah,
2: like I've, I feel confident in saying that Hannah and I probably have the only podcast that talks about Dylan Strom every single
0: week. So
3: <laughs> we have several Dylan Strom related notes for our podcast for this week. So if you're a Strom fan, please feel free to tune in.
0: I mean, this I, the time is now, right? Because in, in light of his recent, uh,
3: we've been waiting uh, for this. Plans, we're we're so, so ready. Yes. <laughs> this is our time to shine right. i've never felt more prepared yeah, so,
1: so for all you strom heads out there make sure to uh make sure to subscribe uh strom domes <laughs> out there <laughs> Damn, it is
0: it's it's coming up here um okay so i have to ask probably the most important question um why balls and sticks how did that happen <laughs> what uh what what is the grand story behind the Again, Pete, our streak continues of people who get to make something, and the handle is readily available, and it doesn't have to be something with a capital X, a lowercase <laughs> x, a bunch of different parentheticals, some asterisks, just to keep it from not being said, hey, this is already taken. So, so... <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So,
3: Balls and Sticks is a play on balls and strikes, Right. Yeah, because we also talk about baseball half the time. But also, I am a very mature adult who thought a sexual innuendo would be hilarious. It's really funny
1: because, um, like I said, we're gonna have like I, I warned you ahead of time. I always warn people, but you, you don't have all the details. But um, I told you we're gonna play play a, a game slash quiz at the end. And, oh, good. And um, originally, I was going to do I was gonna use the the potential double entendre for balls and sticks and have either players' names who sound dirty or names I made up. But I realized that, like, (laughs) it was really hard to do players that you would never have heard of. And if I was going to make them up, I wasn't really sure where the line was, uh, <laughs> and so you know, anytime you venture into that territory with people that you don't know very well, you always have to be careful. So anyway, I did come up with a an alternative game that I think will still uh, still be very fun. Um, but yes, I was thinking, which we will be playing the X-ray oh, yes. version. later. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say for our the special our,
2: subscriber,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, for our gold tier patron subscriber <laughs> that we are really sure exist. We, we, we have been receiving money, Pete. We don't know how, but for some reason, we keep getting these emails saying we have money. So we must have platinum subscribers out there. So the uh, the X rated version of that game will be available on, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Friendster? And uh, maybe uh, I, I'm pretty sure there are some LimeWire uh, servers still up. So uh, you guys ask can ask FM. Them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before I mean,
0: um, we actually still pay to have Ask Jeeves <laughs> still work, so it's it's actually surprisingly cheap because it was just an aggregate for Yahoo. So Pete and I, we really could use use a fundraiser <laughs> soon because we literally put all of our money in keeping Ask Jeeves <laughs> alive.
3: Well, if you had really wanted to play a dirty game oh, that we probably would have lost, I know it exactly could have what been, you're say. <laughs> you do, do. It could have been. Did a hockey announcer say this, or did it come from a porno?
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, Uh, all right. Keep that one in your back
2: pocket for another episode. When we come back, our encore. Yeah. All right. I I like this idea. We keep
3: lists of the really bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) Every so (laughs) often, hockey is just canceled because somebody says something absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) There was a really bad one
2: last night. Yeah, they're just... Sometimes you're like, why did you say that?
3: (laughs) It was so bad. It's always bad. bad. There's never a good one. I can only
0: assume that at least 50% of the sayings have to be uttered by Mr... Uh, Pierre. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's the world's worst kept secret right there. Yeah, not good. Um, okay. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you have both a professional and, uh, middle school explanation for your name. Uh, Peter, we really kind of dropped the ball on this because ours is literally just making fun of Thomas Holmes from for the name of our <laughs> podcast. So we really, we really, well, dropped the ball you know, what's time
1: funny time, is so. that until, until we like we, we had the idea for the name, I never, I never, I never realized, and this is going to sound really dumb, but I never realized just how often you hear for sure in the.
3: Oh, all the time.
1: It's well. The real problem is,
3: it's also very ingrained in my own Uh, vocabulary, and so I have to censor it out when I say it. Because Meg called me out once, and I was like, "Oh, for sure, I do say that."
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just those are those are the fun moments where it's like so. So, Anna, if I was to say that, uh, you know, Rock Besser's probably has the best hair, you'd probably say, oh, for sure. Oh, oh I've oh. said that.
3: He's definitely said that. I have. <laughs> I have. And I'd be like, so you want to talk about Besser? Oh, for sure. <laughs> he it does
2: best, have the best, best hair best, in the league, though. Like, that's just 100%. Like-
1: so, 100% so, um, so so, like I said before We are going to We're going to talk about uh, Topics that are uh, Relevant to The league uh, We You record More often than we do We only record Once every two weeks And so Topics build up Etc um, So we'll see how many Of these we can get through We'll start with the most Important ones um, And Jay had requested this So I I went out And, and I, I don't have the original One that we had on uh, But Fans of uh, Fans of breaking news Stings will like this one All right, so that sound can only mean one thing, that we have breaking news. Now, if this were yesterday, it would be breaking news, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> um, so one of the, uh, w- one of the major storylines that people in the NHL have been wondering about uh, finally came to a conclusion yesterday, and perhaps Toronto Twitter can be slightly less annoying uh, and insufferable, although it's starting at a very high level, so you might not be able to notice the difference. Um, so I, I didn't say, I didn't specifically say this before, um, but Megan is a Toronto fan and Hannah is a Buffalo fan. So um, you know, obviously, we'll talk about that as we go. Um, so Megan, obviously, you've been following this. Uh, we actually interacted sl- uh, for a second on Twitter yesterday about I, I I I was very happy because I wasn't sure how you would be feeling if uh, Nealander decided to sit out the entire season, but. At the, at the no
2: it was at about 4.45 yesterday when there was still no news I was like I can't believe I have to go on a podcast tomorrow morning
1: so <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: like this is gonna be
3: terrible
2: yeah, but, but ended up with a pretty yeah, nice deal very, very nice. nice very
0: nice don't you think at this point though this is like now the most perfect podcast you could have gone on right like it like had the worst happened like just this is where people would have been like so, uh we, we had a planned podcast, but uh, this is now a a live, uh, old-school Puck Daddy eulogy for for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Megan,
3: yeah, take it Megan away. Yeah, crying in a corner. Yeah. But <laughs> Meg now follows the KHL very closely, because that's where Willie's playing.
1: Right?
3: It would just be a KHL preview podcast. Yeah,
1: so...
2: No, it was very... That was very relief. I've had uh, all... Possible combinations of his name muted on Twitter for months. So I was very happy to finally get rid of those. So yeah, hopefully Twitter will be slightly better.
1: But and and do you think
2: very happy that it's? Over. Do you
1: think it's true that Will Smith was just a little ahead of his time, and now Toronto has entered the millennium?
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: <laughs> I still, Pete. You, that reminds me. I still have to make my millennium
0: <laughs> t-shirt. That, oh man, I'm surprised it's not been. Okay. all over the universe that which means now the clock first of all has started now because now that i've said it and hannah and megan
1: are already working on their versions yeah. already done,
3: I, <laughs> already done. I,
1: the, I, I think it is a little a little irritating that i'll never get to see steve simmons col- column if nylander had not signed
0: <laughs> oh god oh, man that's that's a that's an alternative. our hunter would have done I mean. it
2: that's what it would have said
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, man. um yeah, so as so as a fellow Neilander watch uh, junkie, I was I was really quite surprised at uh, the uh, the amount of because I saw somebody said like he, he was on he was on waivers. And oh yeah, there was like an old tweet. Wasn't, and then there was yeah yeah. Then there was the, the then Pete Blackburn retweeted uh, like a, I guess Catherine Tappan tweeted something that like yep he's signing, but then she quickly deleted it. So. You know, in ter- in terms of, like, the experience, right, for you, like, how would you rate this? <laughs> I-, I mean, a- on a scale of 1 to 10, I would rate this in terms of a a, a Keystone player holdout. Because, like, Pete and I went through this with, with Athanasia right. because of his contract holdout. So, like, I would rate that, like, kind of on the lower end of things because it was just so phenomenally, like, dismal. Because, like, when we heard something, it was always dour like the only positivity we got was like leading right up to when it was signed. So like, there was like, no, I didn't, I didn't really have confidence that it was going to happen. And I was actually like really, really sad, but with this Nylander thing, like the ancillary events surrounding what this could possibly mean, like, and also it helps to not be a part of that fan base because obviously objectivity counts in this type of situation. Cause anybody personally invested would, I, I'm surprised you got sleep. <laughs> I'm I am i I'm surprised you were able to form complete sentences even. So um I would say for me as an outsider, this had to be like at least an eight on the like this is the, like two trains, one one from Toronto, one from Willieville are heading towards Toronto. <laughs> right each who's other. going to be <laughs> Yeah. So this uh so in, in terms of how would you rate this experience? Are you is this the, obviously he still has to go through medicals. And this is a, as Dubas said himself, we're playing the long game here. We don't want to rush him back, but is, would you consider this a wholesome good learning experience or do you never want to be a part of this again? No,
2: I don't want to be a part of that again. It was, it was very stressful. I mean, I understand why it happened obviously. And we talk, Hannah and I talk a lot on our podcast, like we're very pro player. We're like, go Willie, like get what you deserve. Right. Like that's fine. But man, yeah, it was really stressful, and I was mostly just—I was not looking forward to what all of the reaction would be. Like if he, you know, didn't sign, right? Like that just would have been, God, it would have been awful. So, yeah, just yesterday, I—I I stayed off Twitter, and which was difficult, but I did, and so I was just trying to, you know, get through the day and send anxious texts to Hannah about how there were like two hours left. <laughs> so. It was. It was very stressful, and I'm very
3: happy that it's over. Oh man, yeah. I'm... I have also not been helpful during this. Process. No, she has not because at all. I continually. No. I have other I friends. continually. Sent I have her... other Leaf fan friends that I
2: go to before I go to Hannah. No,
3: yeah. <laughs> no, I continuously sent her Ugh. like the worst of the worst on Twitter like, about it, just because. Just because it's funny on my not end, funny for as a me. Sabres fan. <laughs> Well, I don't care about you in this situation.
1: <laughs> well, um, actually, it's interesting because that, that leads oh, me into uh, that leads me into a a, a kind of a follow up, uh, uh, you know, somewhat related thing here. Where Megan, you actually might get the chance to uh, exact some form of revenge down the road, uh, <gasps> because Hannah, we have um, Buffalo. If I if I'm reading everything correctly, has a a player named Jeff uh, Skinner, I think it is, and. Oh, I think man. it's Steiner. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the – His think name
3: the, is Uncle Skinny. Get it right. And, and,
1: and Mr. Skinner right now has has 20 goals. Is only one behind the league leader, which is Patrick Laine, who we can talk about a little bit later. And uh, he is in the last year of his contract. So are you – Yeah, Hannah, how are you feeling yeah, are about you that? Do you want to talk uh, about that? I,
3: <laughs> I told you yesterday, Meg, that now I can stop being mean to you about it and start being mean to myself about Jeff. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's oh geez, that's well. This is kind of a bizarre time because right, like the Leafs are, are have, have hulked out. Uh, shout out to Manny for doing every single uh, photoshopped Hulk thing, which I myself am working on making one of my own, and I think everybody's really going to like it. Um, and then, uh, gosh, you know, Pete, I was I was just thinking about this the other day because uh, I when when we were uh, when the draft was happening. I was up in the tippy top of the lower peninsula of Michigan. Uh, It was my week up North with my now wife. And uh, I was, this is, this is one of those pop-up days in motels, you know, the ones where the walls are just so extra thin. Right. And uh, I'm watching the draft on, uh, on my TV. And uh, so I see, I see Dolly and get picked, which was like, everybody, everybody knew that that was, that was happening. And then um, I, I was thinking to myself like, you know, I, you know for all the work that goes into it because I personally thought that the wings were gonna get it last year just because i felt where they finished was right in that sweet spot area because it's it wasn't always it hasn't always been like bottomist of the barrel always gets the first pick so I always thought like hey we don't, we don't have to finish completely awfully we just have to finish mostly awfully right and then that gets us decently in the lottery but like when i saw you guys go through that and 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 actually get uh lean, I was like you know maybe that is I would love for that to be the move for them because I keep reading so often about the French connection and then just all the, you know, the Ryan Miller years and stuff like this is, this is really nice for a team that at least me personally, and now that, now that we play them more often, cause we're in the same conference, that's a team I think that has just had the most under uh, appreciated existence. And I really hope that the Skinner, Darlene magic plus, uh, um, just the just the whole buzz about how really this could be that one draft year that you get to look back on you know thirty years from now like yep, that was it that was the that was the turning point we 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 just we just got that guy and then mm-hmm. we just got Steph Skinner so it really helped too <laughs> so I, I just in, in terms of where you're at mentally I know the Skinner thing is kind of looming over your head how do you comparatively to the not good years like what is like are you buying into it fully or are you still with trepidation trying to figure out where exactly to put this team?
3: So my Sabres fandom has literally always been a trash fire. I didn't have an NHL team until 2011. And then I moved to Buffalo and I adopted them right after they were good. (laughs) Because I can't love anything unless it's garbage, and so I lived We're through. We're deep
2: on this podcast. I lived
1: through, like that's a, that's I lived through so yes. much. Yes. Write that down.
3: Now, time, I lived through. I lived through so much bull with that team. Like I went to, I want to say, like fifteen games the year of the McDavid Eichel Tankathon, and I mean, I hate Connor mcdavid viscerally because he (laughs) should be my player we should have gotten the number one pick that year i'm not bitter i'm not bitter (laughs) not at all no i love jack Hannah's (laughs) hannah's
1: actually made a lot of
2: progress in her Connor mcdavid um timeline but we
3: don't have to go into that i know
2: she still feels a little sensitive about it so if I could mm-hmm.
3: kick him, I would, but I won't, but no, it's so for the first time ever as a Sabres fan, I actually have like something to look forward to, but I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I'm excited. We had a 10 game win streak, but who's, who's going to break their leg now? Or like, is yeah. Darlene actually good? Or am I just convincing myself he's good? Cause I've lived through so much garbage yeah. and I like to think he's actually good because I got the news that we won the lottery in Disney World, and I like to think that that was like the hockey she gods cried. being like, you deserve she everything cried, good in life, way. Hannah. She <laughs> she <cried. laughs> so I did. I cried. Real tears. Real tears. Real tears. And then I cried Again, on draft yeah. day. So, so I'm not a crier, only about sports. And so this has been a really emotional roller coaster for me.
0: I can only imagine a cast <laughs> member looking at you crying. They're like, Disney, yeah. am I right? Like they have, they're just completely oblivious to the this, fireworks to the actual- had just
3: ended, and my best friend is crying because of the fireworks, and she's like, Are you into and the I'm fireworks like, no. too? And I'm like, the sabers are getting tollied. Just like full tears. Like I wore my saber set the entire day the next day, and people at Disney were like, Congratulations! Yeah. And I was like, Thank you.
0: I deserve this. That honestly sounds better than going to Disney World for like a honeymoon, you know, because they make you wear the the top hat with the ears and then the then the veil with the ears and everyone's like, hey, hey, way to go. You did it. All right. hmm. Oh, man, Pete. Oh, if we ever get the number one pick, we're going to Disney. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go. No, no, we're going
3: to film it. It only works if you're in Disney when you find out that you get the pick, though. That's okay, the only right. time so you the magic have to, happens. That's just lucky all now. Right. You just have to go to Disney. Okay. So just. Yeah, just go to Disney and it'll happen again. Most magical place on earth. All right. Well all right, Pete, I'm pretty is. flexible. So I'll fold
0: into the <laughs> suitcase. So we we'll only need to buy sure. one one ticket for that. I think I think I'll just mail myself. You know, because like people started to do that, they'll mail their bags to themselves. Well, well yeah, to I
1: to mean the back. um so Disney definitely is the most magical place on earth. Um lately the second most magical place on earth has been the Department of Player Safety. Um, <laughs> because uh we're talking about some type of magic and used Uh, is is being used in coming up with their their decisions uh we we actually we weren't gonna we we were gonna maybe go go an episode without talking about tom wilson but then he just like britney spears he went and did it again um (laughs) cj i'm I'm practicing my john keating uh transitions Um, for 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 all you keating fans out there
0: this is just the beginning. This is this is him being okay to start. Imagine the Keating references he's going to have six episodes from now. I'm going to I'm going to have to start blinking, trying to let you guys know that I'm kidnapped. But that's going to be kind of hard to do. This, since so, this is a podcast. I'll, I, I'll I'll just start tapping
1: Morse code. Of, please oh help! Please God. help! Um, so anyway, so so Tom Wilson, <laughs> uh, he he managed to make it uh, a couple weeks without doing something dumb. And yeah, to be, to be fair, which I, which I don't really like saying because I, I, I I still maintain the fact that he's a garbage player who purposefully delivers. And
2: that's, and that's how all the caps fans start their tweets Right, to be fair.
1: But if we're comparing (laughs) this to other hits that he's done, this is not nearly as egregious. However, which is a low bar. Exactly. However, there's no bar at yeah. the floor. It's, this is a hit, like, like a lot of people are saying like, Oh, if this was somebody else then it wouldn't even be, th- yeah y- yes, it would have.
2: That's the point.
1: Right. It was. Okay. So, so for our listeners, if anybody hasn't seen this or heard about it, um, he was ejected for a hit from behind on devil's forward, Brett Senny or Sini, and he basically uh, the devil's player was, was backing up after um, like, he didn't have the puck. He hadn't had the puck for a while. And Obviously. yeah, <laughs> which seconds. is pretty much like, like, Wilson's, <laughs> the trademark. like there's a little bell in Wilson's head that goes off. He's <laughs> like, Oh yes. All right. It's just like, it, you know, he, he locks on and acquires target and has to wait three seconds for him to hit. So he, um, he's, he's skating by and again, it's if this would have been one of his more egregious ones, he would have done something like stuck his elbow out or jumped into him. And he, he didn't do those, but again, he doesn't really get high marks for doing those because he hit a player from behind who didn't see him coming. It was completely avoidable. Um, and that's that, you know, that's what's been one of the criteria that has been talked about. And so I, I wasn't anticipating him getting, you know, like last time he got a 20 game suspension, like I wasn't anticipating, okay, now this is going to be, the 40 game or, you know, the 41. So it's half a season. Like, but I still thought that he was going to get something. Um, and of course he, he got nothing. Now, um, like I said, Jay and I, Jay and I talk about Tom Wilson all the time. Uh, so Hannah and Megan, what what are your thoughts on, on Mr. Wilson?
2: Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not good. No, I, I, It just makes – I mean, every single time he comes back, right, he, like, gives his little spiel about he's not a dirty player. He doesn't want to be a dirty player, et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, yes, to be fair, it was not the worst hit in the world. But it was also just completely avoidable and completely unnecessary. Like, he didn't have the puck. You had plenty of time to, like, skate around him. You didn't have to plow him down, right? Like, it just wasn't – so it makes every – I mean, we know that all the stuff he says is just – like, it's just words. He doesn't mean it. But just to see it – I mean, it's been, like, nine games. Could you just – try to keep your behavior a little better for a little longer it's i don't know it just makes you like there's he's not going to make it much longer before he does a bad hit because it's clear that he hasn't changed his game at all
1: oh sure i will be very surprised if he makes it to the all-star game without being suspended for another ridiculously long period of time yeah i yeah. was
0: it's kind of funny because pete and i before we, we're actually revealing a very uh top secret uh, oh, ritual right. before we record these podcasts it's where um about 10 minutes before we record, Pete and I both simultaneously turn on FaceTime. We go into our respective bathrooms and we look in the mirror and we chant, <laughs> We will not talk about Wilson. Just like someone's like, All right, I'm gonna go out tonight, but I'm only gonna have two drinks. Or, hey, I'm just gonna go to my uncle's uh, Thanksgiving thing, but I won't talk about Trump. I will not talk about Trump. I will not talk about and then you know the the SpongeBob five minutes late hour, which happy in peace to the creator, of SpongeBob. That's you've smart, given us yeah. everything.
1: We're not. Yeah, you're not worthy. So yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah and then your uncle's like, health. "What do you think we about are, the? Uh, uh, <laughs> what
1: do you think about that call in the uh, in the Lions game? Oh, it's very legal and very cool. I think." <laughs> you're like, no, no, <laughs> stop! <laughs> <absolutely>. Abort! <laughs> abort! Abort!
0: Right, kill it! Kill it! And then it's just uh, we've we're we're in the gravity <laughs> wells. Pull! We have to eject the warp cores, otherwise we won't escape. And then, uh, geez, just it's like, uh, and it's it's already happened. It's, it's kind of like the. Uh, the, the Star Wars family guy where they mess with the nodding gag and they turn around and kick Boba Fett. He's like, wait, where'd he go? <laughs> he fell. What? He he fell into the pit. You guys took too long. Right. Boba Fett's in the pit. So here we are talking about Tom Wilson again. Um, I, again, I think, uh, I think I retweeted this a bunch, Pete, I'm, I think you saw it. And I actually, uh, there's a conversation between Wyshynski and uh, JJ about, um, the, this uh, the particular hit in question here, and um, there's a really awesome video clip that was tweeted on. I forget who who sent it out there, but kudos to them because Alex Tangay on NHL Network uh, just just diagram the heck out of it, and it uh, oh, yeah, it's a that. really great uh, analysis. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm really kind of upset that that's not a um, I don't know. I I, I would like to have seen that type of thing. I guess that's kind of weird because I maybe mean, maybe we can have a dis- a different discussion a different day about just how much the NHL themselves should self-police in this regard, because I think it probably would be a little – I mean, they're saying it on their network, and I'd be interested because, like, the video that was tweeted out, it was somebody had to take the video on on their phone. So, like, we're not obviously not seeing, like, NHL network tweeting it out themselves or the league tweeting out that video themselves by saying, like, you know what, this is actually a composed and very clear analysis of something that is obviously a hot-button issue – so we should probably do that, but they are keeping their hands tied of their own volition. They're like, "Oh, we we can't do anything." It's like, guys, you are you're just holding your hands together, saying they're tied. You can obviously you can obviously do something here. You can. This is the same argument that everybody gets into. Like, you can love something and still criticize it, which means you can still love yourself and still criticize yourself. So this is the type of hit where once again. It's like okay so we've seen this before the, the it's the rerun it's the it's the jeopardy that you know all the answers to now so but are we going to continue to resign ourselves to like you said a, a department of player safety that's going to just continually look like
3: um there was gray
0: area and then they run for the hills so
3: I think that gray area was the open ice <laughs> where he could have skated to avoid the hit
0: That's right Looking at the world through yeah. gray colored
1: glasses, yes, yeah, so, so Hannah, do you have any other yeah. other thoughts on Mr. Wilson?
3: Well, I'm just I took my baby cousin who's like seven skating over Thanksgiving, and that hit she managed for her first time skating to avoid running into somebody <laughs> who was stopped and I think if a seven year old then skates for the first time can avoid that with the same amount of space that a full grown adult n h l player can probably <laughs> do it, so those are my feelings,
1: uh, yes. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, we don't want to come back in two weeks. Well, I'm sure we'll have something else to talk about uh, with Mr. (laughs) Mr. So so I wanted to, I wanted to throw it to to Hannah and Megan with a, a a variation on this topic. Um, Last night, Jay and I were fortunate enough to witness um, the, the continuing antics of uh, one, Mr. Brad Marchand and. Obviously a different type of annoying player or, you know, Dirty player, or whatever you want to call it, than uh, Tom Wilson, but one of those players that's it, it seems hard for me to imagine that if he was on my team, I would be okay with any of the stuff he does. Um, so it, obviously, you could choose you could choose him, but other than Tom Wilson, like who are the players in the NHL that you just cannot stand for whatever reason?
3: <laughs> Kadri. <laughs>
2: Marshan is definitely at the top of my list, especially because it's just extra annoying because he's also really good. I'm like, you don't have to do this. This does not have to be a part of your game. You have plenty of value away from that. So, yeah, he bugs me
1: the most. Yeah, I think that's definitely probably my biggest problem with it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, No, that's... I feel like Marchand's everybody's, right? Because when he isn't doing stupid shit, when he's staying out of the box, he is one of the best players on the ice, maybe in the league, period. And instead, he has spent, like, what, like 80 minutes in the box already, and we're through 26 games. You've missed over a game, Brad. Just stop licking people, stop hitting people, stop slew footing yeah. and play hockey.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think that's that yeah. would if
3: I were a Bruins fan, which I am the
2: farthest thing from a Bruins fan, that's what would annoy me the most about him. I mean, like you said, it would be hard to get over the stuff that he does. And you you would just want to shake him and be like, Brad, you're really good. Stop yeah. doing all this other shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had uh, we had Colin uh, Bestwick on, on the show a while back uh, and we talked about, uh, you know, obviously he's a he's a Bruins, uh, you know, Bruins writer and it, it, like I thought it was really interesting because that was one of the things where, you know, I mean, we, we kind of felt like we had to talk about uh we had to talk about, you know, the, the rat in the room as it were. And <laughs> I like, I'll definitely That's give cool. him a lot of credit and, and and some of the other people I follow on Twitter who are Bruins fans, I'll give them credit too. Obviously not everybody, but the, the people that I interact with actually that I know not just some rando um, a lot of, a lot of the people I know, like they, they are critical of Marchand. I know that, um, like I said, if I remember correctly, it's been a while, but I remember that you know Colin Bestwick said like it's it's embarrassing when he yeah. does stuff like that as a fan. Um, and, and like I, said, I mean, yeah, I mean I'm sorry, just real quick, like going back for me, um, you know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, the Islanders had some players that made me feel that way too, like like Chris Simon. I uh, the the first the first thing he did, I, I thought that it, it possibly could be defensible, um, but then afterwards he did a couple other things that were just just so far over the line. And then they had a player, Trevor Gillies, who basically knocked a player out with a hit. This is during that big Islanders penguins brawl night. He, uh, he boarded up, you know, hit a player from behind, knocked him into the boards and then started punching him on his way down to the ice. And at that time, he probably didn't know that the guy was like concussed or almost unconscious, but then he, he, he they, they pulled him off the ice and he was like over in the corner. He's like, you know, 20 feet away from him, 10 feet away from, him. and he's standing off the ice, looking at him screaming at the guy who is clearly having major head issues. And I was just like, I don't want that guy on my team. You know, I just, I, I don't want that.
2: Yeah. That's, I feel like that's what a lot of Caps fans say about Tom Wilson. You know, you'd love him if if he was on your team. And I'm like, would we? Yeah. I don't, I don't think we would.
1: <laughs> I don't, I, I personally won't. Yeah. Yeah, but I no, think but
2: we, I, I agree with, I, a lot of Bruins think, fans are like that. I mean, I see a lot of that too. People who are like, no, this, this is embarrassing. Stop doing that. So
3: but i think we all live in a relatively safe space on twitter where we don't follow the kind of obnoxious fans who are defending the brad marshans and tom and that's wilson that's why we don't follow them <laughs> yeah that's exactly it someone says me nice about tom wilson and i unfollow right away
0: so in light of these players behaving in such a way cuz i agree i've seen these plays with uh with marshan cuz as much as my body is physically rejecting the ability to say this out loud, he does have skill. It's really frustrating to admit it as such. And there are a couple of highlight real goals where I'm like, "Of course you would do that because that's the way <laughs> the scales are tipped in this in this uh, dumpster fire of a universe right now." This is just ridiculous how how does this remain happening? But obviously, when it comes to how a player. Uh, governs himself on the ice that means there's not only his end of the bargain to hold up but there's also what the coaches can do and as of late coaches have been uh kind of exchanging each other's jobs so as well as a couple of gms and so we wanted to uh, think about you know also you know hey was this uh i guess my my intro to that segment would be like hey do you think uh, marchand would be the exact same guy regardless of whoever is behind the bench but then you know, obviously, opening it up to um, it's uh, the 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 job carousel is in full swing already, and we haven't reached uh, twenty nineteen yet. So, um, you know, I I think my my favorite uh, dismissal change right now has to be the um, the Ron Hextall uh, release. Um, I I think uh, again, I will point people to my Twitter because this tweet nearly didn't get enough attention as it should have, and I'm a little disappointed, Pete, because it was a dynamite joke when we did it with. Uh, with Stephalicious D, um, the the addition of uh, the, of Dave Hickstall, uh Bob Rockstall, just any variation on the Hickstall last name uh, is is waiting to be uh, uh, taking over the job there. But um, well,
3: sorry. I still think yeah. that they called. Yeah, the wrong I think there was a telephone issue. The they were like, "Hey Siri, <laughs> call Hextall," and they got <laughs> Hextall, and by then, then they were too point. far You're gone.
2: Like, yeah, this is what we meant to do all along. Oh my yeah. God. I mean I'm glad for our general confusion that hopefully they will not be almost the exact same anymore. But that one was surprising because usually, you know, the coach goes before the GM. So I think people would have, you know, wished that scenario happened in Edmonton, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. Um Yeah, I mean I, I, I think with uh with with uh, Todd McClellan being fired and uh Ken Hitchcock being brought in, um again, this is like this is like Chiarelli's like last ditch effort. Um, I can't.
2: Yeah, I cannot cannot believe he still has a job.
1: Yeah, I, I do not know how he's made it this long.
2: Does he just have dirt on everybody? Like, is this a blackmail <laughs> situation? I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Like, this has to be his last thing. Like, if they don't, if he can't pull it together, like, it's just a disgrace to Connor McDavid. Like, that's just no.
1: Yeah, I mean.
3: They're gonna make the playoffs this year and it's oh. gonna save his job for another year and we're gonna have to live through another one for one trade this summer. Oh He's God. gonna trade dry side. Yeah, I mean, I mean tying
1: it back to to, to the Neilander situation we talked about, it's it, it's another yeah. case where where the the the, the, the Edmonton media try, was trying to shame Connor McDavid for for taking too much money. He's right. the best player in the league. I'm like, if give him needs...
2: as much money as possible. He is why? not the problem. Like yeah, a Connor McDavid is... contract will never be your problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why is there a max value if if you're not gonna give it to the best player in the league? It right. just you yeah. know, and it's like, oh well, well then, then they can't build around him. Well, you know,
2: like, well, they didn't good- have to give Drysaddle eight <laughs> and a half million dollars either. Or, or, so that's or, a lot.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah. So, 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 Hannah, Hannah, what do you think about the uh, the the GM slash coaching thing? Is there is there any any of them that jump out to you that you're particularly interested in? I guess.
3: Mm -hmm. i mean i live for chaos so this has been a really great (laughs) few weeks for me Uh, i was i was honestly surprised that the gm went before the coach in philly i'm just waiting for the new gm to come in and fire the coach like that's just what's going to happen probably um i think the one that surprised me most was honestly chicago because i really don't think that was a coaching problem i'm pretty positive that's a roster problem and that is that comes down to you gave your players who provided you a cup with good contracts and now they're in their thirties and that is hockey old. And so it's not the player's fault that they're aging and can no longer do the things they used to do. And it's the GM's fault for giving them those contracts or, or, or is it the CBA's fault for having a hard cap? That does the one benefit the
2: of so. Quinville being fired was that Han and I were forced to start a most attractive coaches list, which did not exist before. And now exists with only one person on it. So one coach. That's fun. <laughs>
0: one coach. <laughs> well, his, uh, Quinville's release was, uh, I, 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 Pete, and you can, you can attest to this as well. The uh, amount of uh, high profile, I uh, mean, I guess high profile is, is kind of an all encompassing term, but the amount of coaches that have been able, have been released, and then has to find uh, work elsewhere. Um, I, I really don't want to look back uh, maybe like five or six years from now and say like, geez, you know, the Red Wings really missed out on like hiring cup winning coaches like eight times in a row. Like was there, was there anything that could have been done there? Plus, you know, there's, again, with Quenville specifically, because I think he's had – a really amusing history against the Red Wings because we were the team that got him fired from Colorado because we swept him on our way to the cup in 08. And then he gets hired in Chicago and then he's got that fire burning in his belly and he wins three cups. And we're like, gosh, wouldn't it be so fun to just do the same thing for the guys that got you into this situation in the <laughs> first place. Right. It's like, Hey, Hey, Quivo, yeah, we got you fired like 15 years ago, but you want to do the same thing for us and, and get us back. So 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 we could have fun too i mean i mean like you're already you you want to get in the hall of fame right i mean you're not getting in the hall of fame with just chicago stuff right i mean every hall of famers had some something to do with detroit so so you 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 want to come over and sadly i actually made that pitch is literally i just said it right now and i haven't got a call back yet so i don't know what i don't know what the problem is maybe my number's not coming through or something but um I, i i'm i will say that in terms of your, um, your ability to have um strange things happen. I, I just like how the NHL has that on lock, right? Like, uh, the, I don't think that could happen in any other league, especially with – um and it's funny. I like how you said uh, if Shire- Shirelli has dirt on everybody. I can – I want to say with, like, 80% certainty, I think Dave Dombrowski <laughs> has dirt on everybody for baseball because that man is a soothsayer. <laughs> he is a warlock. There is – It had to be when he got his GM certification, he was able to adjust his sliders like a video game. So he decided to turn down his bullpen so he could use his unused bullpen points towards forcing trades that had no business happening. So I I think in terms of Shirely and Dabrowski, I think the both of them are connected in their ability to somehow, despite the casual observers, this man has to be an idiot, or (laughs) he's just really good looking. That he actually physically, there has to be something in either one's possession that allows them to do the things that they've done so far, and still retain their their. Yeah, importance. it's
2: it's pretty amazing in Ki, in Kirelli's case. I just, yeah, can't believe he's still around.
3: I don't know how he still right? has a job after the Taylor Hall trade, and they're like, "We don't no. have any wingers for McDavid," and I'm like, "You traded all of the wingers for McDavid." Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, pretty if much. they if they waste all of McDavid's prime, I'm going to be so pissed. i told you meg the stanley cup in 2022 is going to be oilers versus sabers i told Um, you
0: (laughs) with with mcdavid on the sabers and skinner on the oilers
3: no no it's gonna be uh mcdavid on the sabers and and eichel on the oilers it's just gonna be a one for one
0: (laughs) bob mckenzie's uh obituary needs to be like uh uh, Mackenzie, um, to uh, <laughs> the afterlife deal is one for one. That's,
2: yeah, I think the, I think <laughs> hockey, really hockey Twitter, fancy new hockey Twitter with its own emoji would implode.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't think okay. we could <laughs> handle
2: another one for one.
1: <laughs> so, um, like I said, we are going to, we're going to close out the show with, with a quiz, but we have one, one more topic real quick. Um, which is, uh, a, a favorite son of the podcast. Um, Mr. Patrick line, uh, scored five goals. A short, short time ago. Um, and this is, this is after starting the season in this huge slump where people are like, Oh my God, is he, is he going to be able to continue on the path he was before? Or w- w- was that just a fluke? You know, even though he scored a bunch and a lot of very uh, you know, in ways to show that obviously he had a high level of skill, but some people panic, et cetera. And now he is leading the league in goals. So, uh, like I said for for Jay and I Pat, for Jay and me Patrick Line is is definitely one of our favorite players to watch who's not on our team. Uh, so I'm going to throw this out to each of you like what is like like who who are your favorite players to watch? And obviously I guess we know Dylan Strom. Uh, but who are your favorite <laughs> players to watch? Like 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 the most exciting players where you'll be like I got to tune into this game just to watch this player.
3: Brock Besser. I
1: should have known that one. Yeah.
3: No. I mean, if you're talking about Vancouver, though, since I brought it up, (laughs) Elias Pettersson has been so fun to watch. I think, Meg, I'm not going to speak for you, but I am. I think we both really like rookies. And so we, like, have been paying attention to a lot of the fun young players in the league. Like, my real favorite that is not my team is Brady Kachuk because he's big and he's mean and he's he's so fun.
2: Yeah, I I mean, like any other hockey fan, you know, I'm a big McDavid fan more than more than Hannah is. And so I'll I will throw on an Oilers game, you know, if that's all that's on just to watch him for a little bit because he's so good and I hope he doesn't drown in Edmonton um but yeah vancouver too petterson is so fun we do we do a rookie of the week segment on balls and sticks so we definitely keep up with all the rookies so i would agree with you on those <laughs> i'm trying to think who else do we watch and like i i actually really like weirdly i love colton pareko on the blues but i don't watch the blues that often well they're so I sad know. to watch that's probably
3: why uh, i mean,
1: getting the blues while watching will... the blues exactly. and eating Kraft macaroni and cheese
3: yeah, I'll tune into most games honestly because there's at least one player on every team that's fun to watch, well, like Cal- in my Calgary's opinion. But fun I to watch the other could check. Oh yeah, no, Calgary's going to win the cup yeah, this that year. That was your hot, hot take.
2: take a long time ago.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah.
3: I, yeah, that's my that's my hot take. <laughs> it's going to happen because I'm never wrong. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, the only two games I wouldn't tune into previously were like Bruins games. Yeah, no, and like Caps games and chicago games I know, and now no, i have to, have to watch, to watch chicago, chicago because of dylan Strom. So. yeah like i last night was literally flipping between every game that was on because they were all so fun i was like i need nine tvs <laughs> because there was almost a goalie fight it's in the right. red wings yeah. game and i can't miss yeah. a goalie fight and yeah so i don't know i just like to watch hockey it's a real <laughs> problem
0: i was so well, mad last night they didn't let the goalies go <laughs> <call>. I...
3: <laughs> it was close i was, I was very upset about it i will admit a goalie fight is like my favorite thing well it's because
0: it's funny because it's basically like watching toddlers fight because they can't, right? they're the they wearing so much padding they're just their coordination is <laughs> like hilariously off and again the the number one moment that uh always jumps out for me uh at least m- m- number one hockey moment that illustrates that is the uh Either the Osgood Wah or the uh, Vernon Wah fights because it's like basically like, okay, I'm telegraphing, I'm gonna throw my arm this way. Well, I have to telegraph blocking it, and then <laughs> we have to do it this way, and then and then it's also comical because they have their helmets off, so now they're just like their head is so comically small against the rest of their body. It's
3: it's like people in those yeah. sumo suits. Yes. It's so funny to watch. Like one of my favorite goalie fights of all time is marty Biron and ray emery and it was so funny because marty was not ready for a fight Oh, not, and he is oh, not, not a fighter he is a sweet little french canadian man who should not be fighting anyone ever and it's just so entertaining to watch yeah. yeah
2: i don't i don't like fights in general um hannah and i disagree on that part but a goalie fight doesn't bother me because they have so much padding they're probably not going to get hurt and they're not like really ever good at fighting usually so it's funny
1: I mean, I mean, every, anytime you think of a goalie fight, I always think of the classic uh, Brandon Shanahan and Patrick Watt jumping and meeting in midair, like a <laughs> like, like kind of a mirror image of like Thor Ragnarok, where he's coming down and th- coming sky, <laughs> and just oh my god, like, like like that's one of those moments where I really wish that we had better video technology back when it happened. You know, because I mean, could you imagine watching that whole sequence in HD and we could slow it down <laughs> and make GIFs that, that were clear and not super choppy? I, re- I really think that we're missing out not a only lot. that,
0: yeah, and not only that, I think we're actually missing a, a key component here because that hit so, like, uh, Wah and Shanahan collide in midair and kind of like spin around mm-hmm. in midair and land. Staring at you, Wachowski brothers. I know where you got that <laughs> idea from with your little uh, Neo and Mister a- Agent uh, Smith in the subway tunnel, flying in midair around each other, shooting the guns. Different. I know. I know where you got that from. Don't. You're not that clever. All
1: right, so, so there you go, yeah. uh, Pete. I th- it, do you think it's time to? to play I, I do a game? think it's time to play a game. We haven't done one of these in a long time, uh, and it's always it's always fun. It, it, it's especially fun for me because I I make them and I don't have to play them, um, but but then, but wait a minute, but then sometimes I have to play them and then you laugh the entire time. So I'm trying to figure out the last time this wasn't a good experience for you. (laughs) I was waiting for you to pick up on that. I guess, (laughs) I guess I need to rethink, uh, rethink how, how I do this. So, um, all right. So for this, for this game, um, what we're going to do is it's, um, it's, it's based on the, uh, Sean McAdoo book, the down goes Brown history of the NHL, which has a, a ton of really great hockey stories uh, that sound too sound too crazy to be true, but they they are true. So so what we did for this is I put together uh, four stories, uh, four from from Buffalo, uh, from the Sabers, and then four from Toronto. All right, and so Hannah, you're gonna get the Buffalo ones, etc. Right. So some of these stories are real from the Sean Go- uh, from the Sean McAdoo book. And so, I'm so mad because
2: I have this book because I bought it for my father-in-law for Christmas <laughs> and but have not read it so
3: I have it on hold at the <laughs> library it's not in yet so like and, and <laughs> some bullshit I could have cheated you won't let me
1: are fake as in I made them up
3: okay right.
1: so uh so the way it's going to work is uh just to make sure that we are we are fair in asking questions um Jay's going to go first so he's going to ask one to Hannah and one to Megan and then I'm going to go et etc cetera, etc cetera. All right, so we have uh four four rounds of this. I'm really yeah, I'm very, I'm very
0: excited about um these four rounds and I just want to thank you both for participating because maybe if uh maybe if just for one just in the in the spirit of David Bowie, I could just not be a loser just for one day. So, I'm... <laughs>
2: Do we get do we
3: get participation trophies? Sure. We're millennials, yeah. so Yeah, actually we're expecting
0: Keith will actually reveal what those trophies are at the end of our at yeah. the end of our,
3: Okay. No. I'm not sure if the outcome is worse if I win or lose, because I am both a very sore loser, but an even worse winner.
0: <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> oh, man. Uh, which one to take, Pete? Uh, uh, okay. All right. So, uh, uh, okay. So in fancy uh, breaking news alert uh, fashion, uh, dun, 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 dun. all right. It's the, the who wants to be a millionaire thing like the. Boom. All right. Here we go.
2: The prize is a million dollars. Oh,
3: okay. that's even better.
0: Right. Wow. I
3: can buy half a house with that. Uh, sorry, Pete. <laughs> looks like
0: uh, looks like we got a pony <laughs> up for this one. Uh, okay. Oh boy. All right. So uh, for the first question, this is for Hannah. All right. So true or false real or fake genuine or, uh, or John Scott <laughs> um, in 1974, the draft Went for as many rounds as teams kept making picks. So in the eleventh round, Buffalo GM Punch Imlock selected center Taro Sugimoto. The only issue was that Taro Sugimoto did not exist, and that Imlock was basically punking his fellow GMs long before Aston Kutcher was doing it to uh, other celebrities.
2: So, so in in if we're really playing, you know, who wants to be a millionaire? Do we get like a phone a friend option? I mean, and can you- my
3: friend be Meg?
0: <laughs> I th- Pete, I think. Uh, wait, let me just check the bylaws here—the uh, inch-thick uh, rules book that we came up with. I- I'll allow it. What do, you- what do you think, Pete?
1: Yeah, sure. I-, I, think- I think we can give them each one one phone-a-friend
0: option. Just one phone-a-friend option, All right? You, you, you—the the gifts have been allotted. Use them as you wish.
3: I don't need to phone a friend because that is a 100% true story. Yep,
2: that's true.
0: <laughs> All right, dramatic music starts playing, camera cuts back and forth, making you look nervous. And then I say out loud, yes, it is true. There was actually a uh, fake player named Taro Sugimoto, which I actually hadn't gotten to that, po- that part of the book yet, which means uh, guess who's creating a new be a pro player
3: in NHL 19 <laughs> after this is <attack. laughs> done?
0: It's going to be me. All right, congratulations. That's a
3: great story. Uh,
0: congrats, so, yep.
3: are we keeping score? Like, is there a big one on the scoreboard for yes. me now? Yes. Okay. Right
0: now, next to Hannah's name, there is a, uh, a uh, skyscraper-sized uh, number one. So, yeah.
3: I am number one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> all right, Peter. No, Jay, you got one for one. For oh, yeah. oh, wait. What? Oh, I. Oh, I say, read one for both. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see what's happening here. I read the rules. I know my own game. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Okay. Uh, For Megan. Okay. So, uh, all right. In 1988, it was clear that Gretzky was going to be traded from the Edmonton Oilers. Although he ended up being traded to L.A., he almost became a Maple Leaf. Toronto offered then-leading scorer 21-year-old Ed Olchek, plus 21-year-old Al Adafredi, as well as 20-year-old Wendell Clark. The Oilers ended up taking a far worse return for a top player, a tradition that continues to this day.
2: I think that is false.
0: Okay, you don't. You sure you don't want to phone a friend on this one? You you you're good.
3: Hannah, do you know the answer? <laughs> I mean, I don't know the answer, but if I did, I would probably not tell you because, like I said, I want to win. <laughs>
2: I know, and I thought of that, and I was all ready to help you on that first one, but <laughs> never mind. Mm.
3: Okay. okay, I'm going to stick with I love with you, false. but not in
2: contests.
0: Why not? Okay, so you're sticking with fault. Dramatic music. Slow zoom in on your face. It was a wise decision not to use your friend because it is indeed fake. That is something yes. that uh, Pete came up with. So there you go. Congratulations. Well, so The score is now tied 1-1. That uh, That will in no way ignite
1: any more of a competitive fire between you two, I'm sure. All right, Hannah, here we go. I'm ready. Buffalo and Vancouver were both coming into the league in the expansion draft of nineteen seventy. The best player in the draft was Gilbert Perrault. In order to assign the first overall pick, the NHL spun a large wheel to make the selection. Is that true or false?
3: Oh my gosh. Hmm. Hmm. Meg, do you know? Well, I wouldn't tell you. That's not true. You'd tell me. You're the only one you. in this group. Uh, I'm too nice. She's too nice. Um, That feels too weird to be true, which means it's probably true.
1: That is correct. It is real. That did happen. Yes. Um,
2: I was going to say, like, that sounds weird enough for the NHL to be true. Yeah. In a really
1: really fun, uh, like, like there's more to the story like, that was the basics. Um, They, they had a wheel and it had an odd number of numbers. So they obviously could not divide it up into two sections. So they did, um, uh, one of the teams had the first, the first half, you know, and then there was a middle number and then the, their team had the second half. And if it went to the middle number, then they were going to do it again. And interestingly enough, the way that they chose which team had, had which, which number was, was a coin flip. Which could have saved them a lot of time. <laughs> Couldn't they have just done a coin flip? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then so, so what happened is uh, somehow it, they thought it was a one, and Vancouver had the first half, and then they realized that the the numbers on the on the the wheel were actually overlapping, and so it was an oh eleven. God. And so Vancouver for for a, a brief moment of time thought that they had won, and they didn't. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, the NHL. Right.
2: So not surprising. And the rest is history.
0: Yeah. Okay, Pete, you actually forgot that in order to get to the coin flip thing, they had to do uh,
1: potato sack races on consecutive Sundays. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what <laughs> they On the right. ice, though. Yeah. They had to
3: do on the ice.
1: <laughs> All right, Meg. So in 1991, the NHL asked teams to choose a celebrity captain to help promote the team during the upcoming 75th anniversary. The Maple Leafs chose Gordon Lightfoot. Is that true or false?
2: Um, I'm going to go with true.
1: That surprisingly is correct. Um, yes, the Penguins chose Mister Rogers, which oh, a, that's cute. Yeah, which is a, a, definitely a, an interesting choice. Um, so yeah, uh, that that actually happened. That actually happened. Which I mean, th- that definitely could be the uh, the subtitle of of Down Goes Brown's book. Okay, right, Jay. <laughs> so your turn, right? So we got two each. Or or two left for each of them. You get, you take the first two. Okay. All right. Well, so
0: we're we're tied. They're tied, right? It's it's two two. Yeah. Oh man, Pete, I, I I feel like we might need to come up with a tiebreaker question coming up here. So why don't you why don't you cook something up in the background just in case? Meanwhile, I will ask Hannah if this is true or false. Okay. In 1970, when the Sabres and Canucks entered the league. The NHL put both teams in the East Division. Yes, it was called a division at the time. And yes, Vancouver is on the West Coast.
3: Um, what? (laughs) (laughs) That again, sounds so weird that it could be true. Hmm. But you know what? No, it's the NHL. It's of course it's true. (laughs)
0: All right. Dramatic music plays again, and you have once again guessed correctly. Nice. This is uh, after. I mean, Pete and I know this all too well because uh, the Red Wings were in the Western Conference for. I am now checking my numbers. The last half century. Right. So right. that's uh, that was probably not the not the hardest one, but yeah, uh, eh, we'll see what happens. Okay. So all right for Megan, true or false? In 1948, 1949. Toronto owner Con Smythe attempted to buy Maurice Richard from the Canadians in a forerunner to Steve Simmons' entire career. Toronto (laughs) Globe and Mail ran a doctored photograph showing Richard or showing Richard in a Maple Leafs jersey. Obviously, it was rejected by the Canadians.
2: I think that's true.
0: So you think that the Toronto Globe and Mail, the respected established uh, news (laughs) journal...
2: <laughs> Wait, what year did you say? No, it, no, that's false.
0: So you're saying it's false? Yes. <laughs> you, should, you should have gone with well, your gut. It, okay. you, yep, you should have gone with your gut. It so was whole game show host. It, is, it here. is, in fact. I, I well, I'm supposed to be. What? Are, I'm just,
3: just supposed to hand them glory? No, they have to earn it. This is. The I was surprised budget. that
2: they were doing
0: doctored
3: photos at that time. <laughs> Meg just clearly <laughs> isn't playing a 200 foot game here. <laughs>
0: uh not playing a 200 foot game on a 200 foot podcast that's the parallels are are strange yes it was in fact true the uh toronto globe and mail doctor photograph showing a in a maple Leafs jersey um i am actually uh really sad that that's not a popular novelty t-shirt that is for sale at uh at the spirit of hockey store at uh, the hockey hall of fame because i think that'd be really fun to own which hannah and i
2: have a been lot there. of stuff and she's still bitter well, they I, don't sell a lot of things. They don't have Eichel stuff at that store. They
3: had one Saber <laughs> shirt in the entire f- store. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't really like Red
0: Wing stuff there either. They had some really nice. Uh, they pretty much had stuff for everybody else, but in terms of re, I think regional, um, regional rivals and uh, just teams that Toronto fans just have uh, ceremoniously decided don't deserve anything but scorn. Um, they uh, they just don't have them, and I'm um, I, I, I'm forever confused by that place. It is.
2: But it Hannah, is but crazy. Hannah got her Taylor Hall shirt there, so I sure
3: did. I think that shirt might be cursed though, because he's not having as good a season as he did last mm-hmm. year. Taylor, Taylor Hall Devils or Taylor Hall Oilers? I would never Devils. put Oilers gear on my body. All right, so
0: <laughs>
1: my body is pure. No oh, one one, one remaining. One remaining. So Hannah is leading three to two right now. Here we go. All right. In 1983, Buffalo traveled to Hartford during a terrible snowstorm. It was so bad that a referee and a linesman were unable to make it to the arena. NHL rule 31.11 states that as their last resort, one player from each team will be called upon to officiate. And that's what happened.
3: So I know that this did happen once in a game. I don't know if it was a Buffalo game, though. Ugh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to get this wrong because I'm going to overthink it. Um. Careful. I know. I, this is my problem. I get really competitive, and then I get really nervous, and so I'm going to lose because, oh, okay. So I know. I know for a fact this happened, and it happened in the 80s. Um, I'm going to say it's false because I don't think it was the Sabres.
1: That is correct for that reason. It was actually, it was actually. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's perfect. Um.
3: Oh, Oh, wow. I feel really good right now. Meg, guess what? You lost. (laughs) She's so mean. She's so mean to me.
2: I'm such a
0: sore winner. I'm so sorry.
2: She's so mean to me all the time.
0: Oh, only sometimes I'm looking forward to the for the blog article it's like uh, mm-hmm. Detroit podcast breaks up balls and sticks <laughs> okay. over childish okay. game show
2: they never released another podcast again <laughs>
1: oh god oh god we're a footnote in their career now Peter balls. no balls and sticks return to their home planet <laughs>
2: okay when we split up I call the sticks part of the podcast <laughs> you
3: know I love balls
0: <laughs> alright nice. that That is a prenup. I would love to
1: see (laughs) those terms and conditions. I would love to see. Okay. So here we go. In 1962, Blackhawks owner, James Norris offered Toronto owner, Harold Ballard, a million dollars, right? It was a million dollars to buy a player who at the time was the leading scorer. Now that would be $8.3 million currently with inflation. And it was the, it was the most ever offered for a player. So Ballard agreed, but James Norris's brother, Bruce, who owned the Red Wings at the time, called former Leafs owner Con Smythe, who used his influence to quash the deal.
2: Well, I've lost anyway, so it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <coughs> um, you matter. Aww, You're very special yeah. to me. Aww,
3: see? You lose. He's trying to repair the relationship. <laughs> too little, too
2: late. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with true.
1: Well, let's see. That actually did happen. And um, I realized as I was saying this that I actually forgot to uh, put the player in. It was Frank Mihaljevic. Um And uh, he, was, he was basically about, you know, he was coming into being the Leafs franchise player. And uh, Harold Ballard did agree to sell him, but it ended up not happening. So um, our final score is four to three. And uh, I'm I'm a little bummed because I I was hoping for a tie because as you were speaking, I, I downloaded this. So we could have broken the tie by spinning a giant wheel. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately,
3: but what if it landed on the tie thing?
1: I don't know. I guess we just have to flip a coin. Uh, (laughs) After the potato sack races on the ice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, that is the end of our show. Um, Thank you so much uh, to both of you for being here. Um, As a reminder for our listeners, uh, you can follow Hannah um, at H B U R R Y 92. You can follow uh, Megan at M e g h a n m Hall h a l l and you can follow their podcast at b a l l s n s t i c k s p o d. As always, you can follow me at P-Flynn Hockey. J is at the roar. Oh, sorry, at the roar underscore twenty four. Uh, our podcast is two hundred foot pod two zero zero f t p o d. And if you want to get some merchandise for us, you can go to tinyurl slash uh, com slash shirt that's f-e-r-s-h-i-r-t um before jay had mentioned a participation trophy um we always uh as a thank you to our guests send them a a complimentary for sure t-shirt uh so technically he was not lying uh, he was actually telling the truth um but if you want to get one of those t-shirts you can also go to our store and order it there they we have a bunch of other stuff there too uh so um uh, megan and hannah thank you so much for coming
2: thank you so much for having thank us. you for
3: Damn it, Meg, you took my line. (laughs) (laughs) The infighting Uh, has begun.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, what have we done, Peter? What what have we done? For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure.
1: For sure.
0: For sure. For sure. For
1: sure. For sure. For sure. For sure for sure for sure and for sure for sure sure and for sure